The Downward Spiral of Australia-China Ties by John Power. The relationship between Canberra and Beijing has worsened over COVID-19, Hong Kong, 5G, and the Communist Party's influences in Australia. The diplomatic spat could undo the strong trade ties between the two major economies. Every Tuesday and Thursday, Inkstone explains and revels the ideas and context behind the headlines to help you understand news about China. The relations between Australian and Chinese governments have gone into a downward spiral in 2020. Over the course of less than a month in the summer of 2020, Beijing announced a second inquiry into Australian wine imports, suspended barley imports from the country's largest grain exporter, and confirmed the detention of a prominent Australian journalist. Then, the Communist Party-run tabloid Global Times on August 31 borrowed late Singapore leader Lee Kuan Yew's words. To warn Australia that it risked becoming the poor white trash of Asia if it decoupled from its largest trading partner, Canberra meanwhile has stepped up scrutiny of Beijing's actions in Australia, proposing legislation that could see numerous agreements between China and state and local authorities torn up, as well as an inquiry into Communist Party influence at universities. As tensions escalate across a growing list of areas, the question of when things will hit rock bottom looms large. How did the two countries get here? Sino-Australian relations have been deteriorating since April, when Canberra called for an independent international inquiry into the origins of the coronavirus pandemic. The proposal infuriated Beijing, which soon slapped a series of restrictions on Australian exports of barley and beef for alleged violations of anti-dumping and labelling rules. China's Commerce Ministry has also set its sights on investigating Australian wine imports. A market worth some $948 million annually. In Australia, Beijing's actions have been widely seen as intimidation and bullying, a suspicion fueled by a prior warning by Chinese Ambassador Cheng Jingye that Chinese people could boycott Australian products. Beijing has denied engaging in economic retaliation, insisting its measures relate to routine enforcement of trade rules. Ties have been further strained by disputes about Beijing's tightening control over Hong Kong, its expansive claims in the South China Sea, and a series of moves by Canberra to clamp down on alleged Chinese interference in the country. Prime Minister Scott Morrison on August 27 announced laws that would allow the federal government to cancel agreements between foreign countries and state governments, local councils, and publicly funded universities if they were deemed to undercut Canberra's foreign policy. A move widely understood to be aimed at Beijing. Also in August, the government flagged plans to hold a parliamentary inquiry into Communist Party influence within the university sector. Canberra has also blocked Japanese company Keating's planned sale of its Australian beverage unit to China Mungnyo Dairy, citing non-specified risks to the national interest. On August 31, Australian officials revealed that Cheng Lei. An Australian journalist with Chinese state-run CGTN was in Chinese custody after being detained for unknown reasons in mid-August. Huawei pulled its sponsorship of the National Rugby League's Canberra Raiders on the same day, pointing to straitened financial circumstances following Canberra's decision to ban the company from involvement in the 5G network in 2019. What do rocky ties mean for two countries struggling with the economic impact of the pandemic? The escalating tensions, particularly on trade, come at an especially difficult time for Australia's economy, 
which in September officially entered its deepest recession since the Great Depression of the 1930s. But while diplomatic relations have spiraled and individual export sectors have taken a hit, so far overall trade between the countries remains strong. Australian exports to China, in fact, hit a record $10 billion in the year to June, largely driven by the rebounding Chinese economy's demand for iron ore and coal. In a sign the trade tensions could be starting to bite, however, overall exports fell 4% in July, according to government data. Although China has a much larger economy and has so far technically avoided recession, it is not immune from pain in the area of trade. China is particularly dependent on Australia for commodities, securing nearly two-thirds of its iron ore from the country, according to UBS data. James Lawrenson, director of the Australia-China Relations Institute, noted that Beijing could be inflicting far more damage than it currently is. Even the current actions China is taking against Australia are being beamed around the world, inflicting enormous damage on China's reputation as a reliable trading partner, Lawrenson said. Still, the fact that China is still showing signs of having a clear-eyed view of its own interests raises the possibility that the deep economic complementarities between the two countries will once again start to reassert themselves. Could Australia and China become rivalries like Washington and Beijing? Although Canberra is a close U.S. ally and a member of the U.S.-led Five Eyes Intelligence Alliance, it has also emphasized an independent foreign policy and distanced itself from the most hawkish rhetoric of the Trump administration. For example, Canberra has declined to join U.S. Navy patrols within 12 nautical miles of features in the South China Sea claimed by Beijing. Compared with the U.S., Australia is far more dependent on China for trade. In recent years, Australia has sent one-third or more of its exports to China, rising to nearly half in the month of June this year. By contrast, the U.S. sent just over 7% of its exports to China in 2018. Canberra has yet to take the sort of trade war actions that Beijing has so far, said Nathan Attrell, a researcher at ASPI. Although one can sense a mood for greater domestic industry support under the guise of securing supply chains in light of the economic fallout from COVID-19. Lawrenson said there was little prospect of Australia heading down a U.S.-style decoupling path from China with a tit-for-tat policy escalation. Prime Minister Morrison has made repeatedly clear that he sees China's economic growth and trade as being in Australia's interests, he said. The more likely course of action is that the Morrison government will continue to muddle through as best it can, treating each new trade restriction measure from China on a case-by-case basis. Even so, analysts do not see much hope for any immediate thaw. The public stoush these days merely reveals how bad things are behind the diplomatic screen, said Graham Doble, journalist fellow at the Australian Strategic Policy Institute. The Chinese leadership doesn't bother talking to Australia. Jocelyn Che, Australia's former consul general in Hong Kong, predicted relations could not deteriorate any further. Where's the bottom, Che said. I'm an eternal optimist, and I don't think things can get worse. Business leaders and primary producers have political clout and will influence government decisions. Still, I have fingers crossed all the time. 